Welcome to the Western Sports FC Football Podcast. Uh, this is a slightly delayed episode due to a problem with our host server, which lost one of our original recordings. Uh, we're not going to try and repeat what we've already done, um, but it's a shame because um, Jamie Green and Jamie Burt were on the last one and they made a, a great job talking about the, the games against Bolty and uh, Cranbourne. Uh, but unfortunately unavailable for a re-record uh, but it is a shame to let Bertie's debut go to waste uh, however just to recap on what we did talk about um, a lot of the episode uh, oh, sorry, on the lost episode we discussed the first team's victory at Bolty reaching the conclusion that any away win at Bolty is a good result and to do so coming from behind twice showed a good deal of character uh, also congratulations to Alex Murphy on coming off the bench to score two late goals to, to give us the victory we also dissected the reserves defeat to Cranbourne and unfortunately got to the conclusion that Cranbourne were comfortably the better side on the day and most disappointingly we were outfought and outworked by, by this Cranbourne team. However, we did have a lot of chances and our failure to take these cost us in the end. So, unfortunately we were unable to be rejoined by the two Jamies and no one from the club particularly uh, wanted to come and talk as apparently talking across the table is quite difficult uh, it's not something you'd think when you see them in the pub but there we go um, so today I'm talking to uh, an ex-player of ours uh, currently still active but certainly with the club for a lot of years um, very pleased to say Matt Watson is with me Matt came through our youth sides started playing for the men's side in 2012-2013 I think from the stats that I've checked uh, and obviously left us last summer to go to Sherbourne but we'll have a brief chat about his Western sports career so can you remember what age you were when you started playing for our youth size, Matt? Yeah, I think I joined under-16s with my first season of Westlands. Um, I think we, we had a strong squad back then. Um, and well, was our first, my first season in, like, of outside the Oval League, it was my first time in the Dorset League. Um, enjoyed it, but the team we had didn't really gel together, so we lost players going to Sherbourne under 16s back then um, and then just didn't really kick on the season from there Did you notice the difference between stepping up from the Oval League into the Dorset Dorset Leagues is there a difference in standard or in quality of pitches or anything? Yeah I think quality of pitches is a massive difference obviously Western's pitch is like a carpet um, but the, obviously the Oval Leagues don't get as much care and attention as some of the, of the pitches that were in the league at the time um, so yeah you do notice how people play football more instead of just a long ball lump in the Oval Leagues um, and it certainly I think improves you as a player playing on better pitches against obviously better sides as well makes your game better I think I mean obviously it's a county league as opposed to a sort of district league so theoretically you get a better standard of, of player across the ball certainly in the top divisions um, who was managing at the side do you remember that was it I think it was someone oh, Dan Holt's dad I can't remember his name first Paul, Paul Paul that's right yeah yeah. I was struggling Paul to remember Paul, yeah. who was managing you when he came through but yeah now you say that yeah. so who else was in the side has any of them gone on to play senior football or with us or anywhere else I think Nat Carney was only, I think he's the only one now mm. out of a whole lot that have stayed playing senior football I think Daniel Wilton who has played he's in the Yeovil League um, but other than that, I, off the top of my head, I cannot think of anyone else that is still playing local football or any football at all. <laughs> There's a lot of other distractions these days and a lot of other options, but yeah, there's certainly commitment issues throughout um, the last 10 or 15 years have changed, I think. 
Um, so after making it through our under 16s, um, obviously it was a big change within our club in 2012 where we, we won an awful lot and somehow still managed to be relegated. Um, but the next season, um, Stu Smith came in, took over as manager and called you on up for the your first team appearances. Can you remember much about your debut? Can you remember it at all? No, I can't remember my debut to be honest. Um, I remember absolutely shitting myself <laughs> knowing I was playing men's football. Um, but obviously having Stewie back there and like yourself back there helps out. You got people talking to you all the time. Um, obviously I'm thankful for Stu for giving me the opportunity to make the step up to men's football because I'm glad I'd done it sooner rather than later because I was who knows might I stop playing like a lot of the other players that I played with under 16 level yeah. certainly helps if you're given the opportunity and I guess you notice the, the step up again from youth to, to men's yeah massively obviously it's straight away it's more physicality yeah. um, again football so much better um, you've got to be switched on for 90 minutes but like I said, it's just that step up to the, the men's and getting used to how strong every player is and how well they read the game some players. It's just a massive, massive step up. Yeah, and it's good playing with some older heads, which hopefully you can learn from. And it didn't take you long. I think probably your uh, first season with you in the side there was a sort of a bit of a consolidation for us as a club. But second year, we won the Dorset Senior League, which would be a nice little trophy to have in your pocket. Yeah, I think that was my first trophy since I was playing in the Oval League. Um, and I think that was with Nat as well and yourself. And then, yeah, other than that, I don't think I've won a trophy since. Obviously, last year we had a close season, but didn't quite get there, get the trophy. But Do any games stand out for me from that season as a couple... So I guess I remember I remember playing one at Corfe Mullen when it was very wet and I think we came from behind maybe a couple of times. Did Wolfie come on and score some ridiculous back flick? Was that that game? And then obviously the the game where we won the... T- yeah, 4-5-3. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. the game at Chickrell when we clinched it. Where we're getting... Yeah, and then we were under 10 men. Nick Wilton got sent off yeah. <laughs> quite early on. Or the second half. But yeah, it was sort of back to the wall for a second half period but managed to hang on to the 2-2 draw and yeah winning it there was a little bit special as well because they were mainly our title contenders so yeah picking up the trophy there was quite pleasant <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we all enjoyed that one um, so that took us as as a club back into the DPL so in your sort of first experience of it so two seasons in you probably hit in the I'm not quite sure it would have been 2014 what does what did that make you 19, 20 yeah, yeah so good Decent age for making your debut, some yeah. good experience at the senior league, and again, it's I think it's probably another slightly noticeable step up, particularly at the top top end of the league. Yeah, definitely. I think if I remember rightly, I think we finished our first season in the Dorset Premier mid table ish, um, but I think we lost a couple of players after getting promoted. Um, but again, yeah, like you said, the step up into the Dorset Premier League is is quite a big jump I think personally um, but it's, it's, like I said as long as you've got wise heads like yourself and Stu Smith <laughs> at the back um, I think you can sort of if you're struggling in a game you can always look to those sort of players and totally drag the team up and get a bit better at yourself Yeah, Absolutely so we had a, a good couple of seasons at DPL and then uh, as a club uh, the management changed to the first team and obviously that sort of led to not quite being on that side Um 
understand how that feels but <laughs> that's the way it goes um it's football um not everyone likes everything but so in the summer you made the the leap to go to Sherbourne um give us your reasoning um I think it's just I obviously the season I played in the reserves I, I enjoyed I was with all the lads I obviously get on with everyone at Westlands um and really I think for the reserve side of the team we had it was a bit disappointing not to win the league really um, but after the bad weather we had we couldn't really get going again um, and obviously there was always me thinking of staying for this season but I sort of deep down knew that I wasn't quite good enough to get in at centre half with the first team at Westlands um, obviously you've got Johnny Manley Ollie Wakes back there who are absolutely outstanding um, so for me personally it was just wanting to play as hard as I can so going across to Sherbourne and obviously they didn't have the best of seasons season before that I think they finished like bottom maybe or second yeah, bottom maybe yeah. something like that um, so I know it'd be a struggle um, but again the lads out there we've got a great bunch of lads um, and this season hopefully we can just try and finish we've got two cups still still in two cups hopefully we can try and finish as high as we can in the league and certainly don't blame anyone for going to play as high as they, they can and um, obviously Will Island's with you who's done done a similar similar transfer um, so how's this how's this season going as a as a whole yeah we've had it's a bit on and off really we've started the season well um, obviously we, we lost the first game to um, Dork Sports a bit unlucky really I'd say um, deserved at least a point out of the game um, but I think it all comes down to we either work as a team really well or we turn up and we're sort of like who are you who are you <laughs> and we sort of like go all over the place um, but obviously all the lads are great and ho- hopefully we can just try and finish as high as we can we've got a quarterfinal game tomorrow against Wimborne um, and I think we've got Blanford the week after in another cup can't remember which one that is um, so hopefully yeah we can have a good cup run and who knows maybe get to the final maybe yeah. win it well <laughs> it's got it's got to be your aim isn't it and yeah. now it's um, um, obviously results I guess have been mixed at times good at times not so good at times but I mean we played you earlier in the season and it was a very tough game I'm, I'm going to just throw it out there I think we probably deserved to win but it was a very difficult game it was very quite tight wasn't it a 1-0 victory yeah yeah it really was we obviously local local derby obviously myself Will Ireland really wanted to try and prove a point make a point to Westerns um, yeah I think you're fair in saying that you probably did deserve to win um, but on our attitude on the day was absolutely fantastic I think from <laughs> Sherman point of view couldn't have asked much more than us within the side I think Westerns are just the better team overall and yeah. deserve the 1-0 win only very slightly I would say but yeah, yeah. it was a very tight game it was a really tough game just to play and so um, it was you know that's, in a way that's what you want from your local derby you want a tough hard game and obviously you want to come out on top of it but you know it was a, it was a very good effort and I'm sure that even for a 1-0 the crowd went away fairly yeah. pleased I would have thought with the game from Westerns afterwards said to be fair that was a very hard game they weren't expecting the side like that to come out and play how we did and give them a proper good game so so just looking at a couple of your sort of uh, latest results there's a go back probably three weeks there's a a very or no, a bit, maybe a bit longer there's a very close game against Balti which uh, obviously one of the strongest sides in the league was that 2-3 was that as entertaining as it sounds I'm going to have to give you a pass on that one because oh. I was on late shift it got moved it was meant to be on the oh. Saturday and it got moved to the midweek and I couldn't change my shift to play it um, but yeah from what, what I heard 
we gave him a good go. Maybe we were unlucky again not to get a point out of it. So, okay. But followed that up with a very good 1-0 victory over Gillingham. It's nice to keep a clean sheet. They're always strong going forward. Yeah, I'm obviously not being able to play the bottom game. I came back and was on the bench. Um, I think we had a couple first-teamers helping us out that um, game. But I think from about the sixth minute, we went down to 10 men. Oh. Our goalkeeper got sent off, uh, handball just outside the box. Um, so obviously we knew then it was going to be backs against the wall defending um, but we really dug in dug deep and as soon as we scored we just didn't let them through really like in up front for the last five minutes and <laughs> didn't really do a lot but <laughs> yeah it's not my strong point out there it gave them something else to think about and to, like you say to, to go through with like nearly 85 minutes or would have been with injury time with 10 men and, and get a win against Gillings an excellent result uh, and then came a cracking uh, 6-4 away win at Corf Castle according to results I mean what a game <laughs> Yeah, I didn't play that one either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you, that's why you conceded four, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what about the Cobham game? Yeah, they don't. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, let's not dwell on the scoreline so much, but um, I think their games either side of that were huge as well. I think they scored 27 or 28 goals in three games, an absolutely ridiculous amount. I mean, were they were they that good? Yeah, obviously no disrespect to... Obviously, Westerns were up their handwreck. Um, but I personally think that's the best team we've played all season um, with their, their pass and their movement the players they've got and how they were just so clinical in front of goal just, we didn't really get a chance in their half and they obviously the 8-0 win shows how yeah. well they dealt with us and we didn't get going at all in the game not saying we would have won but again I do think that's the sort of best team we have come across this season football inside yeah yeah you know, see what you uh, play against, can't you? And take that as your thing. So, uh, like you say, coming up, um, you've got a game against Wimborne in the Cup tomorrow. Um, I don't wish we league a Wimborne then. Are they similar uh, or is it? I think it's their development side, so I'm not too ah, okay. sure. Cause we, I remember last year for Western Reserve, we had a Paul Town development side. Yeah. So it was like their under 18s, under 19s, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, okay. not, I'm not too sure on that one. Still so we'll see the future of Wimborne up against Sherborne. So, yeah. fingers crossed for you on that one. And then. Uh, you run up until Christmas is a Blanford away, Dork Sports away, Stern Newton away. So you've got a bit of travelling to do between between now and your Christmas dinner. Yeah, um, I think Blanford's cup game we have next week. Um, obviously, hope we can go on on that one. And then Dorks and Stern are teams really we need to be looking to get points off. Hopefully, to move up the board. Um, I think Dorks haven't had a great run of results lately, and obviously Stern Newton are sitting. Down at the bottom, I, th- I think they're bottom of the league. So hopefully, yeah, we can go there and get the job done, come home three points. Okay, well, hope they go well. So just before we shift on to a couple of other topics, right? Uh, I'm going to ask you about your pre-match prep, as we've asked a couple of other players. We've learned that Henry likes some cereals in the morning, and we've learned that Flem spends an awful lot of time on the toilet on a Saturday yeah. morning. Have you got any routines? Do you do anything special, or you just uh, don't really? I'd hesitate to call some of them superstitions because some of it's just preparing the right way but do you have set routines or you just go with the flow no not really I just sort of wake up and see how the day goes <laughs> um, watch soccer AM have some breakfast usually fry up <laughs> um, but no not, no really set routines just sort of go along to what I fancy I do always have a banana before kick off though so that helps <laughs> have you started cleaning your boots yet? no no I'll never do that I don't think okay. I don't want to change the habit of a lifetime. <laughs> okay, so as you're an Arsenal fan, Matty, Arsenal have had a couple of sort of biggish games this week, I guess. Um, they were good against Spurs, weren't they? Yeah, I, yeah. As soon as you went one the lap, it was you could see from the get go that Arsenal were 
well on top really wanted to get that, those points um, and obviously as soon as Spurs went 2-1 up I was absolutely fuming <laughs> um, but I think Torreira in the middle made such a big impact on that game then obviously Ramsey coming on the sub played really well so yeah it's good to get three points off them very good I mean Spurs sort of took the lead out of nowhere really um, but so start with us guess the first goal your defender I mean Vertonghen what's he doing there with his hand I don't know what's gone through his head to be honest he's just sort of I don't know he's what we're trying to think maybe the reference see it but yeah it's a good, good penalty by Bamiyang and then obviously Dyer's guard do you think Leno maybe could have done a bit better I would I would <laughs> probably say Spurs did have probably a little 10 minute spell where they were back in the game probably their only spell of it but a dodgy penalty and a dodgy keeper moment for the goals yeah uh, yeah. Well, like I said Dyer's goal Leno really I think should be saving it yeah. um, and the penalty I was obviously not very happy that he <laughs> went down um, I think there's a slight slightest of contact but doesn't warrant a penalty in my opinion not to say that because I'm an Arsenal fan but I think any team doesn't warrant a penalty um, but it's a good comeback in the end to get the point but again we still haven't gone into game at half time <laughs> leading <laughs> it's an unusual stat particularly as you're you know you're, apart from the first two games of the season you're unbeaten so however long that is because mm. it's 18 or 19 games whatever so that is a 20 games now, 20 games now yeah. sorry yeah. so a very unusual stat yeah. and I guess um, this, the Arsenal of previous seasons possibly wouldn't have come back in that game they're showing a lot more resilience and character than, than we've seen recently yeah definitely I think last year under Wenger we just would have rolled over and thrown the towel in um, but you can see Emery so animated on the touchline and he's getting the best out of his players um, and obviously he's not obviously a lot of pundits that he's not afraid to make big changes obviously Ozil missed a few games he's put Lacazette a Bamming on the bench um, so he, you know he wants to get the best from his squad and hopefully he's going to get it yeah, so a good result the weekend and then obviously um, a little trip up, up Northview to Manchester um, well that's sort of three points for everybody at the moment so I guess disappointed with the draw probably but very good again generally for the most part maybe a little bit less fluid but a little less, less fluent but but the better side on the evening yeah I think the first 20 minutes Arsenal didn't really get going um, it wasn't until really we Mustafi scored and here sort of dropped it yeah. I would say yeah he should have been doing better again um, it wasn't until then we got going but for the United's equaliser I don't know if it's a free kick on Martial uh, what's your opinion on that I can't remember um, I think it was, it was, it was soft it was, yeah, let's go soft contacts <laughs> there but I'm not sure it's a free kick but I don't think you get a penalty for it but in the middle of the pitch I think referees probably just give it because it's easy yeah, but when I seen Rojo step up to take it, I thought, ah, so I have to go Rosie. And he's put a great free kick in, could save Leno, and then there's no one following up Martial in the box. I think uh, for United, Marcus Rojo had the most shots on target. Really? Is that <laughs> yeah. an actual stat? Yeah. God. Doesn't say much for us, but there you go. Um, Arsenal certainly had way more chances than United, and I think probably the big one was Mkhitaryan. Which one was that? Uh, the one we skied it for about three yards. Oh, well, it's outside his foot. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit, I th- obviously a Bamiyang's. Yeah. I think just before that, with the hair come out and yeah. saved it. Um, but yeah, like you said, I do think Arsenal deserve the points really. But I know United haven't been on the best of runs, but I still think I'd take a point at Old Trafford. 
yeah. any day of the week to be honest with you because O'Reilly might not be doing well but it's still a side that have got the players there that can punish you if you don't take your chances yeah. and just slightly I guess disappointed you couldn't manage to keep hold of the lead for very long on sort of either occasion yeah um, like I said you just a minute ago as soon as you scored I was sort of watching a replay and then it's gone back and Lingard's just poking the ball in and I'm sort of thinking what's, what's yeah. how's that happened you've just gone 2-1 up and you've just let them in straight away um, so yeah lapse in concentration but not the best day for defences probably um, so what what is happening with those or do we know he's obviously brave enough to drop him or find, find him a place in the side is he going to do that or is Ozil just not doing what he wants well obviously there's reports that he's got a back spasm but whether how much truth's in that you, you don't know you don't know whether they've had a fallen out and obviously the system Emery plays he wants all his players pressing and working hard and Ozil isn't that sort of player he's the sort of player to just jog to places um, obviously technically on the ball he's absolutely fantastic but if you want to play a certain way you can't have one player not wanting to play that way it's going to let the whole team down so I can understand the decision um, and it's a big one, big decision but obviously he's the manager he makes the choices and puts us where we are in the league Would you be better off getting him off your wage bill and then paying Aaron Ramsey what he wants to stay? Oh, that's a tough one I'd like to keep them both <laughs> I do that <laughs> um, if it came down to it and we were playing that system every single week pressing I would say get rid of Ozil and keep Ramsey because um, I think Ramsey is a player that buys into the system um, and I'm a bit gutted to be honest with you that we're not offering him a new contract um, I know obviously he's getting on now a bit but I still think he's, he can play he can, he can do a job for you if you need it um, and it'll always work hard for the team. Obviously, it shows that he's not being offered a new contract and he's still putting in the effort yeah. and wanting to win games for us. Okay, so for the quest, final question on that, really, then is um, Mark Hughes Matt, got sacked at Southampton because they uh, got a disappointing draw with Man United. Is, is Emery's future in doubt or will the Spurs results save him for a bit longer? I think the Spurs results just got him. Oh, okay, just save him <laughs> the job there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, other things just to mention I'd uh, just like to say a big thank you to everyone who attended our uh, race night uh, to help support grassroots football thanks very much to the Arrow for allowing us to take over their pub and to our race sponsors Bamford's MJ Bowers Yeovertown Football Club JNC Construction Gibbs Laundry and the Arrow uh, that's it for this episode you can catch us on Apple and Google Podcasts Spotify and all other major podcast providers please subscribe give us a nice rating and share us with your friends we'd love to hear from you and your questions about life in grassroots football you can search for our webpage find us on Facebook and Twitter with the, hash, uh, with the handle at Westland underscore sports use the hashtag WSFCpod and we'll find your questions and answer them if we can uh, I'd like to thank Matt Watson tonight for his uh, insight and um, coming over and appearing on it being the first current non-Western sports uh, person to appear on the podcast so hopefully we'll talk to him again later in the season uh, good luck to all of our teams this weekend and whilst we're going to slightly stop short of wishing Sherbourne good luck we do hope Matt has an excellent season and um, we look forward to playing against him later in the season thanks very much for listening